Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugs here. It's Do It For Hip Hop Podcast, episode 15. We just wrapped up episode 14, featuring my man New Era Ness from VA. But now we have a very special guest in the building. She's very pretty. She can sing her ass off. <laughs> she know how to do angles when she takes pictures. Her makeup is on fleek to the fleet. Hey. Sexy. <laughs> nocturnal. It's... Bianca Ingram. Why, hello. That was a real nice intro. I take all the confidence. Just keep it coming. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so first of all, welcome to the Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Thank I you appreciate for me. you coming on the podcast. And you know, social media is very powerful. Yes. And we're been, we've been following each other for a while. I know. And I like your stuff. You have like some of my stuff. I we sure have, have a mutual friend in Terrence. Shout out to my man mm-hmm. Terrence. So, we went back and forth, and you know, next thing I know, Bianca was coming on my podcast. That's it was right. just just like that. <laughs> it did happen pretty fast. It, it really did. did. It really did. So, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Now, the first thing that kind of like stuck out when I was doing my research on you as an artist was your last name. Yes, Ingram. Yes. So I think of Secret Garden, <laughs> James Ingram. Yes. Are you related to him? Yes. I think it's like uh, my dad's cousin or something like that. But yes, that is family. So the Ingrams, they have won Grammys. Yes. They are very successful people. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know from you, how has your family's success <clears throat> impacted your career? Um, well, it's definitely opened doors for me. Like, you know, okay. having that last name is an automatic uh, respect Okay. That's given to me, but there's also a level of expectation that people have for me. Right. They believe I'm going to deliver just like how, you know, my family does. So it, there's an a, amount of pressure, but that pressure, I guess, creates diamonds. And so I sparkle and shine in the light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't yeah. say so myself. But it definitely mm-hmm. is a drive and it gives me confidence, too, that if, you know, okay. they could do it, it's in my blood. I know I can do it, too. Right. So do does James Ingram, and if anybody don't know who this guy is, he did a, a song, Secret Garden. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the most, I mean, it made a lot of babies. Just, just <laughs> Barry White, James Ingram, I'll be sure, Quincy Jones, Secret Garden. If you don't know about Secret Garden and you're black, where the hell has your ass been? Ooh. That's all I need to know. Yes, that's true. But do it, does he critique your work? Does he listen to your work? And what is his thoughts about your work? I don't know. I don't know if he hears my work. I've never personally met him. He's okay. a very busy person. But still having, I mean, my dad has won Grammys. So it's like I still have that okay. super professional ear okay. that's in my house. So right. while I'm in the creative process, I remember, quick story. Okay. So me and my brother. Yeah, this. Yeah, this. this is good. Um. When he was in college is when he first started making beats. And when he would go back to school, I would, like, steal his beats and start writing songs. And that's kind of how we formed our partnership as, you know, songwriter, singer, producer, whatever. So when he came back, I was like, listen, I have these songs. I wanna, I'm ready to make an album. Mm. But neither of us really knew, like, exactly what we were doing. We were just like, we're just going to do it. <laughs> But for the longest time, my dad was like, no, this isn't right. Like, this isn't it. This isn't it. And we were so frustrated. We were like, 
this is great. What do you mean? But it just wasn't up to, you know, technically where it needed to be. Okay. And having my dad be in the house who could tell us like, listen, you're not there yet. Like you need that. Like that. He stopped us from putting out trash. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you can't put out something that sounds <laughs> and, like a and demo. And to your last name. Too. Right. Right. So he, um, during that process, schooled us on the business side of everything. He schooled okay. us on well, him, like how to be an engineer and how to do things technically. And mm-hmm. I had to work more on my voice and finding exactly what my sound was. Mm. And that's where linguistics came from. And that was my first uh, CD that came out back in 2013. So mm. since then, we've just been growing and getting better. And right. um, I understand what my dad was saying now. Like <laughs> then I was so angry like i was like you gotta be kidding me this song is fire <laughs> and he like no right. and this he was song like no wait. it's not ready yet it's not ready right. like literally we sat on linguistics i'd say it's definitely it was definitely a couple years okay. and it reached a point where i was just like i just want to get it out like now i want to make new stuff like right. i don't want to three years of this one cd and we're just keep going back and fixing it and, and fixing it and fixing it, it. I want to put out something new. Yeah. And that's kind of how Phone Waffles came out in 2014. I was like, I'm just putting something out for free. I don't care. Right. So that's kind of what happened with that. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> now, how do you make transitions from project to project? And mm-hmm. I want you to talk about how did you came up with the name of this project? How did Nocturnal <laughs> come about? Right. But how do artists make the transition from, because, you know, with Kendra Lamar, he kind of like tells a story from project to project and it keeps leading to the next project and the next project. How do you go about it as an artist? I want to say I'm so happy that you asked this question because for the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle's going to be mad, but I, I'm actually going to explain how I get my titles and everything. Okay. So... <laughs> So, (laughs) linguistics, right? Okay. When I was in high school, I read the dictionary for fun. Okay. (laughs) You did? Yes. I have a love for words, and I think it helps me become... So, do you consider yourself a bookworm? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) anyone who reads a dictionary for fun... Right. For fun is a bookworm. Right. Okay. So, just, I have a love for words and how it can make people feel things. And even when I write, like, I don't sit down and write. Okay. I hear a track, if it makes me feel something I just go and I sing and that's the song like okay. kind of like Jay-Z style but me right. but not rapping one take hold yeah but I mean I might be- I might go back and say so like I just want to flip this so we're going to call you one this. take Bianca <laughs> what do we but we actually call it one take Grizzly Bear I don't really know why he says that but if Grizzly I do it Bear? yeah he came up with that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> some kind of nickname. you would have to ask Kyle about that because one take Grizzly Bear but anyway so I read the dictionary for fun. Okay. And so linguistics is the study of a language. So it's almost like my first CD, mm-hmm. I came up with songs like Coruscate and like Kleptomaniac. Like I tried to come up with words that you don't hear all the time or that you don't use all the time. Mm-hmm. For example, Coruscate just kind of means like sparkle. <laughs> so it's really like a simple <laughs> word, but it sounds so intelligent. So, right. right? So I was like, Coruscate, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so that's okay. how linguistics happen. Mm-hmm. Then for phone waffles, I... Phone who? Phone waffles. Phone waffles. Yes, that was a mixtape that came out only on SoundCloud. And what, what, what the hell is phone waffles? I know about chicken and waffles. Right, but hell? no, phone waffles. And um, that 
Mm -hmm. I told you, I just wanted to make some new music and like okay. get it out there. Right. So that title just kind of, you know, again. And what was the reaction of people when that Phone Waffles came out? I mean, people really liked it. I'd say Phone Waffles is what really started getting me my the buzz. buzz. Okay. Like blogs started writing about it. I started doing more shows. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave me the comments like, yep, okay. I knew it. I knew this was the right move. <laughs> and everyone wanted to know like, what is foam waffles? And hey, what is it? The God honest truth is, I just thought it sounded really cool. I was like, this is catchy. Right. And everyone had their ideas. They're like, oh, it's like a hashtag because, you know, like a phone and a waffle. Like it looks kind of like, mm. like that. And some people okay. were like, so like you be on the phone while you making waffles. Like everyone had their own theory. Right. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> they don't know. I just kind of thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nerd in me. You know what I mean? Okay. So then after that, I hope I'm not skipping any projects. I don't think I am. But then Synthesis, right, Kyle? Synthesis. Catch-22. Well, oh, yeah, Catch-22 Catch is on Synthesis. But Catch-22 is the single that came out. It okay. did really, really well in the UK. It climbed it to number five on the Music Week urban charts over there. Wow. Yeah, so it actually came in at 22. Mm. So maybe I should have named the song like Catch One or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it came in at 22. Okay. And I was currently on tour already. So, okay. you know, we kind of thought it was going to come in at like 80 or something like that and like have mm. a slow climb. Slow climb. So by the time I'm done tour, right. then I can go, you know, promote the single. Right. That's not what happened. <laughs> like okay. the next week it was like 17 and the next week it was like seven and then it was like five. And then because I couldn't get over there to promote it, it just kind of like, you know, falls down. But right, yeah. what that showed me is that I have the ability to do zero promotion, like just off the strength of the record. And I don't think people realize. So like, a lot of DJs was playing that yeah. record over there? Mm-hmm. Over in the UK, they was bumping that catch twenty two. Like my name was like passing Chris Brown, Tanache, um Oh my god. Pharrell, Missy Elliott. Like to to see my name so, oh, one, just deep, to be in that category right. with those people was like mind blowing. While I'm mm -hmm. on tour, that's already right. mind blowing in itself. Exactly. And then to pass those people, people with no promo. promotion, like that's unheard of. Right. So I know I'm on to something. Right. <laughs> if I didn't believe in myself before, I believe in myself now. I know that's right. So then that happened. So then mm -hmm. we tried to follow it up with synthesis and give the people what they wanted. Okay. Um, and how did that do? It's pretty good, but it was, it was still like, it was only like three songs in Catch-22. I just wanted to give them something else. Yeah. Um, okay. And then shortly after I came out with Sentient, which is what's Sentient. out now. And I'm yeah. kind of just warming everybody up for my sophomore album, Assimilation. Assimilation. Which will be coming so out next So are you year. still looking in the dictionary for words? That's why you yeah. came out with Assimilation? Well, yeah, I guess so, because I did definitely research everything about assimilation because my brother was like are you sure you want to call it that with everything that's going on I was like yes because it's not just about like mm -hmm. cultures and races it's more than that it's just about a conglomerate of things coming together to create something and embody one whole thing and okay, that's and that's of, what this album's going to right, do. Right, because I do listen to tons and tons of different kinds of music and I study a lot of different artists Okay, and I'm able to very well do different types of genres of music. Okay. And that's kind of what I wanted to display with Synthesis and Sentient is how, you know, mm -hmm. dramatically I can do these different things. Synthesis was complete dance music. 
Sentient mm. is complete vibe Sade. You know what I mean? So, in, and there's so also you, things in between as well. Yeah, killing it right now. <laughs> killing it. You got my brain thinking. I'm sorry. All, the whole, no, keep killing it. Please don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. So, hold up. Yeah. So, the new project is more Sade ness. Sentient, yes. Sentient is, is more Sade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you study her high work to that. before you. Yeah, I mean, just my love on. for music is just like, I mean, I, my life has been studying music. It's never been an intentional thing. It's just mm -hmm. when I when I guess when some people are bored, they want to go out and party. Right. When I get bored, I'm on YouTube. Like, I want to see how this person performs this kind of music. I want to see how this person is choreographing to this music. How does their voice sound when they do this? Like, okay, that's what's fun for me. Like, I'll. Right. Stay up all night doing that. Like I guess I am a nerd. I didn't realize how nerdy I sound <laughs> <laughs> right now. No, you cool. You cool. cool, but it's deep because the thing that that mind blow me about your music, it's you can't put a genre on you. Right. That's what is mind blowing. And that's what was really difficult for me with linguistics because when we were bringing it to people to, you know, mm -hmm. market and promote it. Right. At the time, back mm -hmm. in 2013, all mm -hmm. this alternative R&B stuff wasn't out. Like, right. So they were like, we don't really know what to do with this. And okay. you look commercial, but your sound is not. So right. what are you going to do? You kind of have to pick. Like, are you going to be a pop star or are you going to be like soul? And I was like. I'm both, so I'm right. not. I'm not about to like, you know, just choose like this exactly. Is, I was like, if you just put me out there, I promise it'll work. Okay. And then like Tanashi started coming out, Janae Aiko started coming out. Like, yeah, was, I was like, I told them. I like, that, <laughs> so you had an intuition right. that mm -hmm. that was going to happen. That That's just me. The and landscape I can't of music be was anything going. other than what I am. So. So let me ask you this: Will yeah. your projects always be those words that we can't find? Or will you know. always stay in that? I mean, it's or not my intention, but possibly. You know what I think going to happen? Well, I could be wrong. I'm not trying to predict Let's the future. See. But <laughs> what could possibly happen is, because I feel like, because, all right, so I'm going to tell you what I think about R&B and soul and music, mm -hmm. and then we can get back into it. I feel like the best music is pain music. Mm, you hit something right there. Like, woo! Child, and yes. the reason why I'm bringing that up, and the reason why I'm saying this, because I've seen it happen to Keisha Cole, mm -hmm. I've seen it happen to Mary J. Blige, mm -hmm. and my life is my favorite album by Mary J. Blige, mm -hmm. and that's when she was at her lowest point. Yep. So what I'm saying about your career is that you haven't. I'm not saying you never Ooh. been hurt. Ooh, you 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 gonna Look. love assimilation. <laughs> you gonna love it. Well, listen, I'm not saying you never been hurt. But it hasn't been, from what I've heard, mm -hmm. it hasn't been prevalent or right. it hasn't been as honest right. where it's all the way out there, just mm -hmm. like Jay-Z did 444. Right. It's everything. It's all of you out there. Mm -hmm. You haven't, to me, had that project yet. I haven't. You want to know why? I've been waiting for assimilation. Because mm. I had to, I wanted it. I never wanted to put out that music that I know is, that's that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't want to put it out. So and how long you been it. sitting on assimilation? Well, let me just tell you this: Nocturnal I wrote when I was seventeen. How old are you now? Twenty-seven. Really? Yeah. I would have never thought you was twenty-seven. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you was like twenty-four. 25. But I definitely have been sitting on that for okay. ten years. So like, wow. I have the ability to like write mm -hmm. these songs and okay. just kind of like. Right. I'll put it out when the time is right. Right. And that's kind of what Solange did with Cranes in the Sky. Like she sat oh, on she that song that. too. 
But she sang that for a long time. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have these songs that you know, like, that's it. But it's got to be the right time. So I'm waiting. And how do you know it's the right time? I always wonder that about artists. Is it is it something that you're born with? Because mm-hmm. I feel like certain people like Michael Jackson and Prince have that know when to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And if you do it, when to do it, it's going to put you in orbit. Right. Um, Even with Quincy I think Jones. It's, I think it's a mix of things. For me, mm-hmm. you know, it's... I definitely, like I said, want people to be able to hear it. So you you got to wait so you know that the money and the budget and everything is there to make sure that that happens. Okay. But a big shout out to my brother as well because he has that Michael Jackson Prince no thing. and that's He does? Why, yes. That's why he's the executive director of the label because he just knows. Like he's a musicologist. He has his finger on the pulse of everything and I trust him 100%. So when he says like, yo, you should like wait a minute. I'm like, okay, I'll wait. Like, and you, you, you got to be able to recognize those people in your life who have the ability to do that. And mm-hmm. that's a skill in itself of knowing who's good at what and knowing right. when to utilize people. So I think uh, that's definitely important. That's a fact. And, and, and I want to say to you, too, because a lot of artists, not just in Philly, but they're not polished. Yeah. They don't, you can tell who has a good team and mm-hmm. who doesn't, even with hip hop. Right. And let, let me get into hip hop a little bit. Let's, let, we're going to change gears That's a fine. little bit. So later, the little part of this week, Nicki Minaj went on a Twitter rant mm-hmm. about how men are dominating this industry. Yeah. But if you don't get the cosign from a man, you can't be successful. She also alluded to that basically, <laughs> that men, they control it all like it's mm-hmm. like it's like why do i need a man to say that my bars is hot right i killed monster i did this i did x y and z i don't she don't she don't feel that she has the respect from men to say that she's quote unquote that one i mean it's the truth though because when a woman is rapping or even in anything they'll question well who helped you it's never like, oh, yeah, you, just, it's like, you so killed that you just by yourself. yourself. Right. It's always Safari, exactly. Biggie for Kim, yeah. you know, Jay for Foxy. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's like that? I think And have just, you had experiences? Do people kind of yeah. like try to say you can't do it like, yourself? Absolutely. Um, even as a songwriter, like people are always like, oh, you wrote that like by yourself? Like they never just give you props right away. Like it might come eventually, but Nikki's kind of right. Like at this point in time, mm-hmm. I think society's just not there yet with, you know, equality. And, you know, my mom raised me to be a feminist 100%. And so I'm going to say, you know, women don't need the cosign. You don't. And as long as you continue to be consistent and continue to be persistent, mm-hmm. you'll eventually wake people up. So don't, I don't want anyone to think that that is what you need. Okay. But I think guys just don't respect it. I think that guys need to catch up for real. <laughs> and, like, and it's not even shade anybody, but guys do need to catch up. Like, okay. Because women, right now, the, um, I think it's the top, mm-hmm. top earners or where the most people spending money right. is women. So, like, they need to realize, they need to start catering more to the consumer and people who are about to start running things is women. The most educated people in the country right now are black women. So it's kind of like, but people sleep on that. Like, people still are just looking at all these men, 
specifically white men who are in charge and they're out of touch. They're out of touch with with what is actually going on. So it's bigger than hip hop. It's bigger than music. Music, It's bigger than entertainment in the world. I'm just going to say if women were running things in the world, it would be a better place. Mm, So that means that Hillary should have gotten in office. No, I was for Bernie. Not all women should run the world. I didn't say that. <laughs> but if the right women are running right. the world, okay. it would be a better place. Mm. I agree. I agree. And, you know, one thing I would say, because I remember Tupac used to always say this, that women buy music. Mm-hmm. So you always want to cater your music to women. It don't women matter what genre. It don't matter what genre you're doing. <clears throat> Who's grocery shopping? Women. Who's buying clothes? Women. The only reason guys are buying cars is to impress who? Women. Thank you. This the power of the P-U-S-S-Y? Right. Because <laughs> you know R. Kelly and Jigga hit you with that, John. And that's true. Because, you know, I ain't going front. You know, back in the day when I was doing my thing, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, I got my cut. You know, uh, this right. was before the beard came. You know what I mean? Polo, you know. And so I did things, you know, to impress the woman. So, right. yeah, that's the truth. I that's know. And we always look twice after we get our cut. We be like, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's You're not right. doing it for your boys. You ain't doing it for yourself. That's true. It's for the women. So Beyonce was right. Women run the world. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I still, <laughs> I still believe James Brown when he says it's a man's world. I mean, unfortunately, it is because he. <laughs> unfortunately, it is, but we are working to, to at least make it equal. At okay. least be represented. Like it, right now, even what you know, Trump is doing with trying mm-hmm. to take away birth control and you can't right. get abortions. Like basically, take trying to take away women's rights all together. Like it's like it's scary because a lot of women don't have birth control just. For pregnancy, like it's for health reasons, you know right. what I mean. Yeah. But they don't even take that into consideration because there's not a single woman in there representing us. That's so true. that's why things need to be different, and we don't need the cosign. We need to just break down doors and get up in there. Like I'm signing myself know, and right. her. Everybody, we can sign. <laughs> right, where my pen at? I'm gonna start signing everybody. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: So you you seem like you're very pro woman and pro yeah. and feminist and all that. Would you get into politics after your music Ooh, career? No, no, <laughs> I ain't built for that life. Mm-mm. Well, would you dedicate an album towards it um, and get the proceeds to well, all I women? Actually, rights? I performed at the Democratic National Convention for Bernie, so I'm I'm all for using my music and my platform to get behind people I believe in. Okay. But I wouldn't run myself. Right. <laughs> so I, like I said, I'm not built for that life. They'd be all up in your business. Mm-mm. I need my privacy. <laughs> Can't be going through my emails. Oh, thank you, Kyle. See, this is why he's here, because he'd be reminding you things. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Ingram in the building. My cousin, Janae Ingram, she actually was one of the uh, mm-hmm. people who put together the Women's March, and uh, it happened right after Trump was elected. Hold up. She's part of um, the, the whole team? Yeah. The one, like, she just Because I was trying to get Perez on my podcast, yeah. and her, she's talking about, her assistant <laughs> like, yeah, well, Bugs, we're going to get back to you, but she's going to be out of the country, so <laughs> she can't come on your podcast yet. We had to set up another day. I'm like, come yeah, on. Janae I is all over the place. But per, is that this Perez? Her last name is Perez. Is no, that, Janae Ingram is my cousin. But do you know the other people involved? Because I don't know it's the like other people. Three. She does. I don't. Okay, I don't well, Janae. you need to get me in contact. Get with you Janae. in contact. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. we're gonna get Janae and Perez up in here. 
<laughs> don't get this woman. She was just speak. at the Obama summit that just happened. She like, all, yeah, she's all. So over how this. did you get that gig on Bernie? The Bernie, the Bernie gig. How did you get that gig? I think Kyle's friend he went to high school with mm-hmm. an act dropped out or something. He was like, put them on the bill. So then we were on the bill and we were up in there. Peyote Visions and myself. It was awesome. I really wish Bernie won. <laughs> so how many people was there? It was in the thousands, right? Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. I actually and saw what like song a did giant weed thing going by. Like I did a whole set. I think it was like a thirty-minute set. I did. Damn. Yeah. I gotta get a hand clap for that. Bianca. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm taking that virtual bath. Bernie, <laughs> we love you, baby. We love you, baby. <laughs> All right, so I want to get to hip-hop now. Let me get back into my hip-hop yeah. bag. So it's been a few people that have done great this year. Mm-hmm. But to me, Kendrick Lamar, damn, is the one. Yeah. I hear people talking about Jay-Z 444. Mm-hmm. Even some people say Rick Ross. Who who are you playing? Because you say you study music. When it mm-hmm. comes to hip-hop, who are you studying? Really? I, I'm surprised you said Kendrick because that's like... That's, that's my man. Like, that, yeah. Because, and you know what it is? For me, I have to listen to rap a few times to like really get it. <laughs> For real? Why? Yeah, I do. Because it's... It's just, they be saying things so quick that mean can mean like multiple things at one time. Like right. the good people. So I have to listen to it a few times. And I respect Jay-Z. Like I, I feel like 444 was um, the most personal project maybe that he put out. Like almost like a diary. But Kendrick just does it for me. Like, if Kendrick is mm-hmm. ever going to listen to this, like, please contact me, <laughs> please, right. so we you can work to together. Be, yes. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. But no, that would be dope. Is that your dream collaboration? Or One you have somebody else? One of them. Okay, um, tell me a dream collaboration, dead or alive. Oh, I'm so glad you said dead. Tupac. Because really? Because, yes, his voice. Oh. My gosh. It's like when he comes so on. So you love like, Gemini's. <laughs> um, <laughs> they a little crazy. Sorry, Dad. I'm, I'm crazy? They, yep. <laughs> Gemini's are June a little crazy. It's my birthday. They are a little bit crazy. Mm. But, you know, I but deal Tupac, with them. Something about Tupac. Yeah, it's that voice. I know what it is. It's that voice. <laughs> when he, I'm telling you, that's what gets the girls going. So, so is it when he say thug passion, or is it when he it say can, thug it, like nigga? It can be anything. It, he can it, say hi. Yes, his vocal cords. Oh, you break it down. Oh, you, <laughs> yo, you very technical, Beyonce. Yeah, no, I am. Them vocal cords do something. <laughs> look, how you see posted, you see? look how she posted up on a chair like don't move do right. something so so i'm glad you brought that up because then my next question is Uh-oh, a little you trying, personal you trying to get your vocal cords together for me is that you trying to do <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yo you funny i can't see i can't i'm trying to get comfortable around kyle see kyle <laughs> kyle you know kyle's my man he's right. he on the camera he's working in the camera but no some real stuff though so I see that you are attracted to men that are have a certain kind of voice, <laughs> yeah. certain kind of vocal cords. That, yes, that brings it for you. So in real life, because uh-huh. I know you said that counts. Right. But what else is your deal maker? Like, what does oh, a man? Jeez, I got a to- list long as the 
Nile. Like, <laughs> yo, did your dad assist you with that list? <laughs> no, I think no, it's just it's your own it's personal. It's just come from you know dating different people. It's like I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. I like this. And now I've got my list, and it's so bad. But I be checking it off, and if there's a missing check mark, I'm like, mm, not it. And I know it's bad because you're supposed to like you know make allowances for people, but I just mm-hmm. feel like. It's just standards high. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. So what do they, what are the three things that he has to have? The three things. All right, um, loyalty. Okay. Ambition. Um, and selflessness. I think that's important. Like, okay, I, I break that down. I couldn't be with someone who will mm-hmm. walk by someone on the street and just ignore them like they're not there. I couldn't be with someone who will make a joke about someone who's in a lesser situation than them or be mean to someone who's serving them. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like if mm. you're not going to tip somebody the right amount because they've given you good service, then what are you doing? So when you go on a date and the bill is a being 50 and he leave a $10 tip and you have a problem with that. Yeah. So I mean, if the service was good, like if they deserve a no, tip. No, if they deserve it. Then it's going to be like, what's... <laughs> like I may not say anything at the time, but like I'ma just kind of be like, yeah, no, I don't think we need to go out no more. I'm here's I'm very and, honest. Like I, I think you I tell them. And so when you go on your first dates, you tell them right at the <laughs> end, soon as the soon as they bring the chat, or you break it down them. to them slowly. I over uh, the phone or you do it face to face because it has to be face to face because I feel <laughs> it like don't te- have to be face to face. I know it doesn't it doesn't like if they're like hey are we gonna go out again I'll be like no I don't really think so <laughs> but, <laughs> that, what if, that but do you feel like bad. but do you feel like a text because I feel like a text is unacceptable it's however it comes up like if they if they're dropping me off and they're like so about another date I'm gonna be like yeah. but what if you a couple of days go by and you text them like look I, that was cool but I can't do you think they at least deserve a call? Like, come on, Bianca. Like, really? Nah. <laughs> Damn, at least you're honest. Right, that's, that's the thing is I am very honest. And, like, okay. I'll tell someone, you know, I really just didn't like how you did this. Like, so. Well, will you at least tell them why you won't do yeah, it? Yeah, I'll tell them. Okay, because I mean, some girls like don't even tell you that. And then they try to be like, oh, but I was just having a bad day. Like, they give me all these excuses. And I'm like, well, you know, don't have a, that's, no. Come correct. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Because I'm coming correct and I know right. what I bring to the table. So if you not <laughs> matter of fact, I am a table. So if you're not oh, gonna no, at least be a no, decent didn't. platter on the table. Oh my god. She said I am the table. i yeah. Like when I look at what my stats are, I'm like, you know, I'm allowed <laughs> to have these not everybody can have these expectations. Okay. Like you have to be realistic. You, you trying to record this? He's like, this is going to be good. But no, like no, you... No, no, I need this. This is good. You need to be so, realistic, realistic. Yeah, about, about yourself that. first. And if you go through your checklist and you're not checking off the things that you want in yourself, then you're not allowed to expect that of somebody else. Now, on my checklist, I am everything that I would want. So I'm just kind of looking for that in a man who looks the way I want him to look as well. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm allowed to be a little uh, shallow too. But would you date a regular guy that has a regular job? Yeah, He's not I have. really and what if you your status start to reach and your money bag start to come and he's still kind of I mean, like 
It's about your ambition. Like, what do you want in life? Are you doing that? Okay. If you are not doing the thing you want to do in life, I don't respect it. If you want to be a bank teller, you better be be the best bank teller in that bank. Did your dad give you that speech? No. (laughs) Well, where did you get all this stuff from? Was it Kyle? My dad likes um, athletes. Like, if he don't play a sport, he's Mm -hmm. like, he's not a real man. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yo, what's up with your pop? Well, he played in the NBA. he, He did? Yeah. For the Atlanta, right? Yep. He did? Yeah. What years? What the hell? We got um, Grammys and what? Yeah, what? Hold, hold. when it first started. He was in the ABA and then he went to the NBA. Oh, your papa OG. So yeah. he was there when, when Wilt was still in... <clears throat> the Virginia Squires in the ABA and then he went to Atlanta. And then I think he got hurt and so and then he, he started... Yeah, then he started his record label and him and, and his brothers... Society Hill Records. Society Hill Records. For him and his brothers. And they went and they toured all around the world, won all kinds of awards. Uh, so James Ingram was part of a group. Mm-mm. This no. was my dad and his brothers. James Ingram is like a cousin of theirs. So it's just all in the family. Because even now, like the kids, like mm-hmm. my cousin, uh, young B.A., he's in music. He's a rapper, producer, singer. Okay. Um, there's... Money Carson, he's okay. my cousin too. We got basic beats. It's like <laughs> it's everywhere. So do y'all have reunions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Every year we do the um we get like a bowling alley and the whole family like we go bowl for Christmas. Oh, this Christmas coming up. Every Christmas. Every Christmas. Yes. On Christmas and, Day. Well, not Christmas Day. It's just like around Round. Christmas when we can try to get everybody in the same place. Okay. And but Yes, in between Christmas and New Year's. And then, like, we sing Christmas songs there. And mm. people who be there, you're like, why they sound so in key? Like, who are they? <laughs> yeah. No, when I tell you, our family did choir did, is legit. Did anybody ever pop up at your reunion and act like they was an Ingram? Yeah. I'm, like, you have to understand, my dad is one of nine. And Granny Cakes, that's my grandma. Like, Granny Cakes? Yes. <laughs> why they call it Granny Cakes? Because she's sweet as cake. <laughs> Yeah, she was like the sweetest lady. For she was real? so tiny, yeah. Oh my God goodness. God rest her soul. Oh, she died? Yeah. When oh, I was like a baby, it's okay. But the whole neighborhood would go to her house. Like everybody in Camden would be up in there. So like Oh, you the, from Camden? I'm not, but they are. I'm from Voorhees and Winslow. <laughs> I'm the suburban the suburban Ingram. <laughs> so you missed so miss the boat on CMD. Yeah, you could have been a CMD yeah, chick. I you could have been born in Cooper. <laughs> Instead of virtual. Well, Kyle was born in Cooper. I was not. <laughs> My son was born in Cooper. Yeah, I missed that whole boat. But yeah. everybody's like, the Ingrams are very well known in the area. And they okay. come on out. Everybody's family. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're very welcoming. So what's next for you? Well, I'm getting ready to do this campaign at the top of the year. Okay. Uh, to get ready to promote market assimilation the right way like i told you i want to make sure everybody will hear it and have access to it are you having a listening session yes can i come i mean obviously duh so you're gonna send me an email yeah i mean i'm gonna text you i have your number that's more personal (laughs) (laughs) i know that's right why would i send you an email like i don't know you like i haven't seen you talking for an hour (laughs) but no it happens it's weird like that well people what I don't get about some people, and not to cut you off, because I know mm-hmm. you got to tell me about some no, okay. people will 
text you on Instagram, yeah. but know you in real life. Right. And it got my I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, bro. Like, I'm bro. actually guilty of that. And you know what it is? I'm just lazy. So if I see somebody like on my timeline, oh, I got to tell them something. I just click on their name real quick, like da 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 da. Oh, okay. I see. I see right. now. But, you know, summer, with yeah. um, assimilation, I'm also getting ready to go on tour next year again. So, yes. yes. So, is it European or is it U.S. or is it both? I want to do both. My, so my work- goal is to do both. I might, I might start in Europe just because that's where I had, like, the mm-hmm. hit. Right. And then come back to the U.S. But they want you out there. Yeah. They still. Mm-hmm. So you got bags because out Because you there. have to understand, like, mm-hmm. my dad and his brothers, the Ingram brothers, mm-hmm. were huge in the UK. Seriously? Like, yeah, like, my mom and my dad were, like, on covers of magazines as, like, a cute couple in the UK. Do like, they still got the covers? I have, yeah, I have, I have a couple on my phone. <laughs> yo, I got it. Yo, this is mind-blowing, bro. I know, people Your don't know Your family is, yo, I swear, this is crazy. This is... Like I have to make it. Like I have to. Yes, you do. Let them down. (laughs) No, you can't. Oh my goodness, yo! I want to interview your dad now. Well, he's a tough sell, but I'll see if I can get him in here. Him and his brothers. He, they're listen. That would be an interview. (laughs) That would be. I would pay to see them in an interview. (laughs) You would? Yes. Yes, I would. They are hysterical. Oh, we got to set that up. But first, we got to handle the other business with your other cousin. Yes. The woman rights. We want to focus on that. Yes. Well, Bianca, uh, This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. You're great. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you... Let me ask you this. Now, I want you to critique me. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you put this in your interviews? Like, as in top whatevers? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Be honest, because you are very honest. I know. I'm going to... Let me think back. To, what have I yeah, because you have done some things. Okay. Oof, this woman. You're definitely top three for sure. You hear that? You hear that, baby? <laughs> Do it for about podcast. And top can I tell three? you why? Can I tell you why? Why? Because not all interviewers listen. Some of them have their questions and they're just going to ask their questions, but you flow. Like with what I say, you're really listening and those are the best interviews because it's like a conversation. Like I really feel like you're getting to know me as an artist and it's not just like, let me go through my bullet points. Yeah, and and, and it's crazy because I... I, I, you notice I, I looked at my screen, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't really look at right. my screen. And you know, nah, you I, and got I it. My, thank you. you and I pride myself. And I, I and before we end this podcast, I want to give a thank you to Kobe Cole, DJ Cosmic Kev, Lorraine Baller Morrow, and Wendy Williams, who taught me everything I know. Hey. Yes. 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 Intern at ninety nine. Long that. time ago. Long time ago. Clap for that. Yes. Yes. Well, experience. this is our Do It For Hip Hop podcast, episode 15. It drops November 10th hey. on Friday. It's coming out. Make sure you subscribe. Google Play, iTunes, DJ Buddy215, SoundCloud. It's official. Pretty girl, Bianca. She's bad, y'all. Like, seriously. <laughs> and you. daddy, I don't want no problems. Bro, I don't want no problems. <laughs> I don't think I can make the cut anyway. Oh my I'm going to just keep it a bean. I'm just DJ Buxton. <laughs> Peace. Keep it hip hop.